0: Welcome to Mind Over Money, the podcast that helps Australians have finances that work. And it all starts with our thinking. I'm your host, Lockie Nicholson, and I'm joined by Archie France. G'day, Archie. G'day, Lachlan. Today, we're doing a Q&A where we ask the broker, that's you, Archie, some pertinent questions around lending. So let's jump into it. Cool. By the way, we're officially kicking off season two of the podcast, so if you're new to the show, if you've been sent this by a friend, uh, welcome, welcome. Hit the subscribe or the follow button and uh, join us as we help you get your finances working for you this year. We'll be talking about things like cash flow, investing, debt, uh, property, economics, and so much more. And don't forget, you can always send us questions. Head to waymakerpodcast.com.au and submit your question. The link is in the show notes. Okay, Archie, right, first question off the bat, Uh, season two, let's kick it off. What the heck is happening with interest rate right now? Uh, Like, are we near the top of the cash rate? Uh, How does this affect property prices? Everyone's talking about it. What's to go? It's the big topic for the start of this year.
1: Yeah, yeah, certainly. Well, of course, because it's hitting the pocket, those rising interest rates, and you've got a home mortgage, uh, definitely is impacting the hip pocket. Of uh, how much money's coming out of your pay packet to pay that mortgage, so yeah, are we near the top? That's a good question because yeah it's it's economics uh, depending on the government, depending on you know how the economy goes, depending on how the world situation goes, uh, you know it's going to affect uh, what happens with interest rates, but generally, we should be thinking about interest rates being connected to inflation, so Back in the 70s and 80s we had, you know, inflation running at around 15% and therefore we had Whoa. really high interest rates, you know, up around 18 to 22% interest rates. And then mm. the government worked to get that inflation down and under control, and so central banks all around the world were put in place and they all started working on getting inflation under control. So we started to get a world economic situation happening and uh with Major countries all doing the same sort of thing, so our reserve mm-hmm. bank, uh, which is our central bank uh you know they made changes to be able to get inflation under control and as inflation came down, so did interest rates, so you know we get mm-hmm. into the nineties and we're down to three percent interest rate, and we've got uh, home loan rates sitting around the five percent mark to six percent mark, and we always get fluctuations on that um I think we had a good graph there a few episodes ago that was just showing you know, some of those fluctuations, but they don't last long because it's, it's economics. So if the government can up mm. the interest rate by 2 or 3%, get things under control and then drop it back down again, that's what they do. Or if they drop the interest rate and then they'll bring it back up again because it's all about how much they can manage that uh, inflation rate. So that's what they're doing. So hopefully... If inflation will come back down from 7.8%, which it did this last quarter, and they get it back down towards the 3%, you know, they can pull up on increasing interest rates. But also, they've, you know, with economics, they've got to look at, is pulling the trigger on, on interest rates actually helping the economy, or is it making the economy worse? Uh, so you know, they've got to keep adjusting.
0: So there's a lot of noise around this, but I think we just need to realize that interest rates are fluid and they change. I guess that's the, the key mm. summary. Um, we've probably just been used to them going down in recent history. <laughs> but they do affect our cash flow, that's for sure. And I guess that's why it's important yeah. to assess the true cost of actually borrowing a home, which we'll talk about in just a mm. moment. Um, so if someone wants to buy a home, Archie, this is the next question. If they have some debt, some personal debt, should they eliminate that personal debt first before saving for a home or should they do both? That's a common question that we get.
1: Yeah. This is where we we come back to our introduction there of mind over money and helping uh, Australians make finances work is that our mindset will really affect how we perceive things and what we actually do. So in this case here, uh, if we're just going with what people have told us, we're generally told, you know, pay off the debt first, pay off the personal debt and then then get a home loan. Um, But the only reason for doing that Is to get a higher lending rate and borrow more money. So, so there's there's some dangers involved, um, you know, with getting a higher lending rate and borrowing more money, because down the track, if you still need a personal loan for a car or that, well, suddenly now you've got a higher home loan and other personal debt that you've taken on, and that can actually put you in a worse position.
0: Mm. Uh,
1: So we we found that it's all about cash flow. So if we keep focused on cash flow. And we look at, you know, is this personal debt, you know, are we better off paying off the home rather than paying off the personal debt? And uh, so we've got a nice little example here, which is, you know, someone's got $28,000 in personal debt and they've got a $400,000 mortgage. And so they've got a spare $500 and they go, should I put it onto the personal debt or should I put it onto the mortgage? And if they put it onto the personal debt, they can pay that personal debt off a lot quicker save themselves about $4,000 in interest. But if they put that same 500 onto the home loan, they'll save 10 years in home loan repayments and they'll save $140,000 in interest. Mm -hmm. So it all depends on your situation and what you're out to achieve. Mm. But you can actually be better off paying off the home loan rather than focusing on the personal debt. Because the personal debt, it's going to pay itself off. Uh, That's not an issue. But the home loan... Man, if we can get rid of that home loan ten years earlier, that's really what we want to do because mm. that's going to put so much more money, you know, a lot more money back in our pocket again. And so, when the paycheck comes in, the paychecks ours, it doesn't belong to the bank.
0: So people would often say things like, "Oh, but we'll we'll pay the home, we'll pay the personal loan off fast, and then we'll put that extra money into the home loan later down the track." But that rarely happens, hey?
1: Yeah, from our experience, it just doesn't happen.
0: <laughs> yeah. Cuz
1: yeah, cuz once that money lands in your pocket, you'll you'll find something to spend it on. <laughs> and yeah, there's there's a limit to how far we can go and uh it you know, we always do better with set and forget. So if we put the extra 500 on the home loan, it's a set and forget and we can get on with life. Mm. And we always find that those things work best.
0: So that was just a general example, but these are the kind of things that a mortgage broker will actually talk to someone about, right, and actually work through to see options of what could be best for their situation. Yeah. Yep. So again, when you come and see the mortgage broker, um,
1: so this is where we're starting to get into the role of the mortgage broker.
0: Yeah. What is the role of the mortgage broker
1: in people's finances? So if you turn up to, to see a mortgage broker and you say to the mortgage broker, what's my maximum borrowing capacity? <laughs> and how can I maximize it? Um, you know, that's the wrong question. Be- right. Because, you know, a mortgage broker can certainly help you, you know, sort out your cash flow, get you in a position so that you can borrow the maximum amount of money. But borrowing mm-hmm. that maximum amount of money isn't necessarily going to give you the best result that you're looking for. Uh, and mortgage broking is only one aspect of finances. So there's also cash flow, mm. there's insurances, there's investments, there's super and tax mm. and legal stuff. Mm. Um, so, so what we think is going to help us to win or it can really hold us back. So re- recently I was helping someone fix the doors in their house. You know, for three years, the doors had not been working in the house. And if you understand doors, they're put in by a builder and they're made to fit a particular doorway. So, so the builders set the hinges, the catches. And even sized the door to fit. And what had happened in this case was the doors were removed, the hinges were removed, the catches were removed and painted, and then everything put back again, but nothing matched anymore. And (laughs) but for three years, this person thought that the doors had warped and that was causing the doors not to fit. And the reality was, is it was the hinges, it was the you know, each door was different. So we measured the doors, we changed the doors from. Where they were to another doorway uh we fixed up the hinges and then we fixed up the catches and everything worked again um and this is classic for how we are with finances as well we can think that uh, a certain thing and then that that certain thing can limit us you know in this case you know for the doors uh for three years the doors didn't work and and now <laughs> they do <laughs> and it's like and it's and it can be exactly the same in our finances you know we can think that fixed interest rates are gonna you know, make our financial situation better, mm. or if we have a different home loan or a better car loan, this is going to fix my problems. Mm. and um, and we could actually be missing what's really key here, which is the fundamental of cash flow. Mm. And so yep. that's why we keep saying to people, you know a good for, for mortgage broking, you know cash flow is really key. So, mm. so your mortgage broker can really help you understand the whole cash flow side of things, and understand, you know, what this loan is going to do, how it's going to impact on your cash flow. Um, mm. You know, buying a house, how much impact is that going to have on your cash flow? Yep. So, love that. So, with mortgage broking, when we're looking at the keys to, you know, having a mortgage broker and working with a mortgage broker, the answer's not interest rates. And it's not the loan term. It's not the offset or redraw, and it's not the cash back. You know, the answer. Or, or the question that we should be asking is, how long and how much of my income do I want to commit to this financial institution? Because we're, we're borrowing from a financial institution or a bank, uh, you know, to buy a house. And so we should be asking that question. And then we can actually start working with the mortgage broker around our, our particular situation. And the thing with the mortgage broker too is that, you know, we have access to a lot of good stuff. Uh, to help with understanding cash flow, to help with understanding costs in around houses and stuff like that. Even access to information around the valuations of houses and that. So uh, yeah, so your mortgage broker probably along with a real estate agent can really help you a lot if you ask the right question.
0: Last question for today, and we'll definitely do more of these uh, Q&As. How do you know if it's the right time to buy a home? And I've heard this one a lot lately.
1: <laughs> I hear this one
0: all the time. It's a loaded question. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> there's the right time for the person, and there's also the perceived right time in terms of what's happening in the market, right, and the situation. Yeah. So how, much waiting, how much waiting do we put to each part of that question?
1: Yeah, if if we listen to what's being talked about you know and whether it's in the media or whether it's family and friends yeah you know, people talk about trying to time the market all the research shows us that timing the market never works so whether it's buying a house or investing uh, in property or in shares or that you know timing really mm. isn't what's going to make you money time in the market is actually what's going to make you money so being in the market for a long period of time that's where you're going to make your money. And, and often we hear, you know, oh, the market's too high or, you know, the market's dropped and so now's a good time to buy a property. Well, actually, we have to go back to the fundamentals again or the key, key areas and that's cash flow. So do we have the cash flow to, to buy a home? And have we set up our cash flow so that we can buy a home now? Uh, you know, so many people are actually asking me this question because they're fearful of actually buying a home. And, mm. you know, they're thinking that now's not the right time. I, I, don't, uh, I don't want to commit to, you know, ha- having a 30-year loan. But if we look at the fundamentals and have a look at strategy uh, uh, with a home, we could have that home paid off in 10 years. Uh, mm. We don't have to have a 30-year loan. And, and we can adjust the cash flow, uh, which we do often with our clients, uh, so that they're in a really good position to quickly save a deposit to to get into a home and pay it off really quickly. Mm, so yep. uh, is it the right time to buy a home? Uh, yeah, basically forget all the stuff you've heard <laughs> and <laughs> get in with a broker and find out what you can do.
0: Yeah, you had that question there about um, paying off debt before and saving towards a home. Um, There are actually Mm. strategies out there where you can save towards the home in a tax effective way and potentially use those tax savings to either pay off the sum of the debt or put more money towards your um, home loan deposit. So there are lots of different strategies to saving up to get ready to buy a home. I guess the key is you just got to start and get prepared Mm. Yeah, and not sit back and wait or cross your arms or wait for something to happen in the market. (laughs) Well, the,
1: The big thing is don't let your mindset hold you back yeah. because we found that buying a home is an absolute key to doing well in finances. Mm. And so, you know, the sooner you can get into the home, the better. And, uh, you know, the other thing I hear people say is, oh, you know, I'm probably going to move with my job. So should I buy a home now or should I wait, you know, until I move with my job? Well, the problem there is that you don't know if you are going to move like one or two years down the track everything could be totally different and you may not be moving. I've had people tell me that they were you know their jobs were changing and they were moving and it turned out that they end up not moving at all for like 10 years. And <laughs> if they had waited, they would never have bought a home. So so I always encourage people, though, is it the right time to buy a home? Probably. Uh, you just got to work on it. And you know, the good thing about broke, having a broker is that the broker can really help you to work on that and get yourself in a good
0: position love that. And, and sometimes, sometimes it's rare, but you're ready, but you just can't find a suitable home because there is a, a legitimate supply shortage, which just means you might need to engage a buyer's advocate or just do a little bit more digging in some off-market opportunities. Um, that's what my wife and I did. That's how we found a home uh, privately. Um, but, you know, that happens yeah. every now and then. So again, having a mortgage broker and having even partnering with a buyer's advocate can be really helpful there. Yeah.
1: Generally, we find that when you've decided what the home's going to be, what the loan's going to be, and you've worked all that through, the home will come.
0: Yeah. You know, it'll yeah, turn it does. up. It does, yeah. Yeah,
1: but, but while you sit there in confusion, nothing happens. So having a, a mortgage broker and that work with you on this is really helpful to get you ready. Yeah. And, you know, and to help, and help you through the process because it is a big process.
0: It is. There's a lot of noise and schemes around property. Uh, but mm. this is what Waymaker is here for. We exist to clear that noise and help people find a clear path to build wealth through assets like property. Mm. Great. Well, they're the questions we had for today. Um, hey, before mm. you before we go, if you, listener, are looking for someone to be in your corner to help you buy your first family home or maybe even refinance an existing home loan that you have to pay it off faster and to free up that cash flow like we've talked about, then why not talk to one of our Queensland-based mortgage brokers Wherever you are in Australia, we can help you. Just go to waymakerfinance.com.au and connect with one of our brokers. We'd love to chat to you.
1: All right, Archie. Thanks, Lachlan. Always great to chat and work these things through.
0: Yeah, I love it. Helping Australians have finances at work. That's what this podcast is all about and what we're here at Waymaker for. We'll see you guys next week. Cool. Mind Over Money is for education purposes only and does not consider your personal financial situation. If you'd like to speak to someone about your personal finances, including a home loan, head to our website, waymakerpodcast.com.au and click Get Financial Help to connect with one of our wealth partners.